Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, let's talk about the banking system. Uh-huh. Because we're trying to make heads or tails of it, exactly what's going on, because people are very nervous and getting more nervous all the time. Yeah. So uh, Moody's Investor Service today has cut its view on the entire banking system to negative from stable. There's the update today. Now, we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, regional banks that are, uh, I guess, kind of on the recovery from the initial panic of the Silicon Valley Bank uh, collapse. Yeah. But then there is, there are still some nerves out there. And yeah, Moody's, one of the big uh, analysts, one of the big uh, rating uh, companies, uh, has said, yeah, the, the whole uh, banking system, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to just say that it's not uh, stable anymore uh, because of a rapid deterioration in the operating environment following the runs on several banks, Signature Bank being one of them, uh, Silvergate Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, etc. Well, as Biden came out yesterday and said, hey, listen, this isn't a bailout, mm-hmm. okay? This is going to come from the funds that these banks have to pay these fees. FDIC. And then, of course, when that money's no longer there, who pays for it? Right. It's, it's a bailout, but not a bailout. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think the big talking point from the White House now is, well, you know, it's Trump's fault because uh, there were some regulatory uh issues that were relaxed back in 2018 they never mentioned that democrats were on board with this too no of course not they never do this (laughs) it was a bipartisan thing but at the same time can you trace it all back to that one vote to that one bill to that one signature from donald trump no no dude and one of the things because you were off for your birthday yesterday Mm -hmm. you were making the point janet yellen Treasury Secretary goes out there to say, not a bailout. And, you know, this is, we're going to be responsible with this. And here's what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, don't panic, basically. Yeah. But her track record <laughs> has already placed a whole lot of mistrust in her because of her terrible decisions and not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. Not understanding inflation and actually saying, I didn't think we quite understood <laughs> at the time. Oh, my goodness. No wonder everybody's nervous. And we've seen this story before. So, you know, and there's a lot of talk, too, about these, you know, first two banks, Signature and, of course, Silicon Valley Bank. And the more you find out about these banks, they're pretty woke. Mm -hmm. A lot of DEI. Oh, yeah. A lot of focus on that. As a matter of fact, did you see this thing making the rounds? The ads from Signature Bank? Oh, geez. That they had put out? Yeah. Yeah. Different people were saying this is more like a circus than a bank. Um, And as it was being shared online, uh, people were saying, try not to cringe as you watch this. And so I watched it. I'll try to paint a picture of it. The first clip from an ad they did is like this improv where they're talking about, ah, if we started a bank on our own, then we wouldn't have anyone to blame if something went wrong. (laughs) And then they go into song. 
And these are the leaders of this no, bank. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. That is the stupidest thing that I have ever heard. We're sick of the stank of the big major banks, so we'll start one. It's absurd. What a terrible proposition. Like convincing the world to eat kale. What possible fate will become of our bank other than to diminish and fail? Well, it did. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. I, well, I, <laughs> wow. You, you really need to save that first line because I think that would just, we, we could use that a lot. That is the stupidest thing I've heard in song. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that that was just one of the ads. The other is just this full-blown song with all the leaders of this bank. You know, talking about, and you can see all the wokeness going on, and everybody's together, and we're in this, and we're going to just make money, and it's going to be great, and your money's safe here. Some banks will sell their souls. Some banks just feel real old. I wish they were (laughs) so. Yeah, I know. Okay, if I'm to paint the picture. Uh, David and Scott are not constipated. They just have that look on their face right now as I'm playing this. It's going to be okay. There's a touring Signature company bank. of West Side Story. What is, you know? What is that? I never thought <clears throat> that I would uh, be saying this here, but it's interesting to witness the collapsing of America at the hands of well-off theater nerds. It's amazing. You remember Nina Jankowitz, that lady who was going to be heading up the Ministry of Truth. Yeah, she's yes. also one of these like Silver Spoon Trust Fund kids yes. who was also a theater dork. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got guys like Ned Price out there. You got, Ugh. I mean, all of these people, they are destroying America because they got stuffed in too many lockers growing up. Yes. And they're doing it with matching sweaters. I know. They're, they're, <laughs> the downfall of America will be choreographed, okay? Well, you put these people together with diversity hires yeah. that have been told they were great their whole life, not on anything they ever did. But because of the box that they checked, mm-hmm. you put them all together and it's disaster. How can I? How can I? What? Well, not so much. <laughs> Failure. Then and Joe, down it goes. Joe Biden yesterday did finally admit that Jill did wire Sam Wainwright for an advance. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go back to a wonderful life, aren't you? Run on the bank. Sorry, I had to write that one down and bring it in today. But your money's in Dave's house. I woke up and thought and of it My money's in your down. house. <laughs> right, yeah. Come on. Sam Wainwright ordered <laughs> wire you $2,000 in cash. <laughs> More on the bank stuff in a little bit. Um David, Joe Biden was talking about trans kids again. Yeah, well, Joe Biden... Is this because he came to his senses and said, hey, listen. Oh, my God. Have you heard this? I have not heard this yet. Oh, jeez. No. Uh, What do you say? Yeah, Joe Biden thinks it's sinful to not allow kids to be castrated. He started talking about Republican-led efforts to ban or restrict uh, sex change operations for minors. He did this interview on Comedy Central, which is yeah, perfect, by the perfect, way. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal, man. Transgender kids is really harder to 
Is it what? Harder. Is it really harder to Thing. Harder ding? What's going on in Florida? What? Honestly, I'm not even trying no, to I know. Like, what make is a harder, of this. Harder ding. Well, I think your phone just harder dinged. <laughs> Did it harder ding? I think so. <laughs> it may have but, harder dinged. Hold on. Is it really harder ding? Thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. You mean castrating kids? Yeah. No, banning like, the castration of kids. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a horrible thing. Yeah. Devout Catholic Joe's back at it. Okay, go ahead. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what? How do you know? <laughs> I believe we what? talked about the social contagion more yeah. than once. Oh, yeah. I mean, it takes, it doesn't, it, he's right about this. It doesn't just happen in one day. It takes years of indoctrination from purple haired freaks in the classroom. It does. Or from other kids yeah. that you're friends with in your friend group who are egging you on. But, you know, and you can say, yes, it, it goes through a certain stage. But there is that one day where there's no turning back where you decide, I'm in. I'm going to go for it. And that's what you're, you're looking at. What, what, what are they thinking about here? Um, the fact that 80% grow through it. And then when they're 18, they don't have any desire at all to transition. Yeah. And that's, you know... An estimate that is generous to their side. It's actually 90%. Yeah. So why in the world would you put them on puberty blockers or castrate them? That's evil, you jackass. They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are... Whoever said they weren't human beings? Mm -hmm. Whoever said they don't have feelings? These straw man arguments all the time, dude. It's disgusting. I mean, it, it just to me is... I don't know. It's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. Why doesn't someone set up an interview with Joe and someone that is now a detransitioner so they can tell Joe exactly what happened to them? Think that's ever going to happen? No. You know, you know what uh, Ron DeSantis' team did, though? What? They put out that statement. They put out that video of Joe Biden saying that with a split screen of showing photos of what those surgeries actually look like oh. to young people. So you've got, yeah, because they're, they, if you are transitioning from female to male, mm -hmm. they have to build Mr. Kanish for you. And because they, they take a part of your other body, right? Yeah, they, skin. they take tissue from your leg or your yeah. arm, and so they're showing this is these are the scars that right. these kids are getting. This is not just simple reversible stuff here. This is major no. cosmetic surgery that comes with a lifetime of medical issues. Well, and I think there are enough people in the United States that have just been duped by this. Hmm. They're probably good-hearted people that have been convinced that yeah, maybe this is the best thing for the kids. Because they really haven't looked into it. They haven't critically thought about it. They just sort of believe whatever NBC or CBS tells them and go on. Well, let's but just they, get, you know. Yeah. Let's just get rid of age restrictions for everything then. Why should there be an age restriction on anything? Man. You know what? And it, for any old timer that's going to try to tell you, you know, I just, the thing I like about Joe is just hardworking middle class guy. <laughs> 
Just blue collar Joe. Mm-hmm. What a fraud that guy is. Okay. Another story out there. What happened? Somebody killed a zebra? Dude, this is a crazy story out of what? Ohio. Uh, this is uh, Pickaway County. Uh, the cops were called there, uh, called to a rural property because of a zebra that was rogue, and it ripped a guy's arm off. Whoa. Oh, God. I did, I didn't, dang. I, I did not realize how aggressive zebras could be. I didn't either. And so a member of the sheriff's office had to go boom, 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 and, uh, well, kill, put the zebra down. Well, they, they went zebra hunting. By the way, the old man who had his arm partially ripped off, he's going to make a recovery. They thought maybe his life was in danger. Of course, obviously, you're bleeding heavily from an arm wound. Oh, my gosh. But he's going to make a recovery. Uh, that zebra's not. They're going to be confiscating other zebras that were on the property. Yeah, no kidding, man. Well, it's so weird, too, because I just got an update from a friend. I guess that zebra was actually identifying as a bear. (laughs) (laughs) They want to understand not all zebras are going to go rogue like that. Zebra was born a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why aren't the Democrats on the Homeland Security Committee going to Texas? We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what the Biden administration talks about. Yeah, you know, we're doing such great work at the border. <laughs> then you saw the video from the other day. It's like a thousand people trying to rush the bridge to mm-hmm. get over. You know, that's a little stressful for the border agents. Don't know if you noticed that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's illegal. So you have House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mark Green saying that all Democrats on the committee are pulling out from attending a hearing in the field in Texas. They don't care, I suppose, because they're protected. Mm-hmm. It's not like legacy media is going to call them out for it. No. Yeah. Or anything else. You know, it's interesting hearing different stories about, you know, what, what can Texas do with this situation? And I'm sure you've heard a whole lot of talk about that, David. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about, okay, here's the deal. You come into Texas, and you're already a felon? You could spend life in jail. How about that? Or you come across illegally, that could mean a year in jail. And people are asking, well, is it legal? Can they do that? Well, not exactly. But I do believe if Texas were to call this an invasion and declare it an invasion then you would have the power to enact what you wanted to do. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and and Greg Abbott has already started the wheels in motion on that. He did that a couple of uh, months ago. Um, So, yeah, constitutionally, theoretically at least, if there were an invasion and the federal government was otherwise uh, not able to fulfill its job, then states do have the right to uh, use their own forces to defend the country. But, you know, again, there is just going to be a nonstop legal fight because the Biden administration really doesn't care about this. They want this to happen. And I don't know who's really going to go to the mat uh, against the federal government right now. And that's the thing, man. And I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers. 
I'm just throwing it out there. And any time I say something like this, I know I'm going to be told it's irresponsible to even say it. Mm-hmm. I guess you, if you just keep playing this down the road, it's not fair to the people of Texas, especially in those border towns. We know that. Mm-hmm. The federal government's not going to do anything. Uh, it, it, they'll make a statement here, there, we're going to try to work on this, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't stop the problem. Okay. So if Texas does say, all right, we're calling this an invasion, we're going to take matters into our own hands. And then the feds say, well, you can't do that. And you're in Texas and you say, uh, Abbott, anybody else, or what? What are you going to do? And you just start doing it and enforcing it. What happens if you kick that count down the road? Because the people in the United States, as far as the polling, are behind you if you go that route. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Biden going to threaten to severe sanctions against Texas? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Uh, on a lighter note, just to throw it out there, there's always things making the rounds online. People are wondering, because it's debated, how many times can you wear, say, jeans without washing them or pajamas? Different people have different standards. What's the norm? It's a great question, actually. So they ask people about this. What would you say when you're talking about jeans? Uh, five times. I was going to say three. Okay. Um, some people say you just wear wash your jeans once a month. Wow. Well, I suppose. And that would be you if feel. you're. I mean, you're wearing what twice a week? That's a lot. Now, sometimes when you're buying really expensive jeans, they tell you don't wash them very often. They're mm-hmm. not made to be washed very often. Right. That's just hard mentally for me to right, get me beyond too. that. Um, what about pajamas? How often? Don't have any pajamas. <laughs> hmm. Got it. Well, just not, no, raw? No, not raw. <laughs> just no pajamas. What, what, what are we talking about? Just some, you know. I mean, for the ladies listening, I mean, just cut them a break and tell them what you're wearing. Well. Because they want to know. Just underwear that's fun to wear and uh, <laughs> maybe a t-shirt if it's cold. Are you talking about the daily underwear? You got special ones just for at night. No, I daily. Okay. So are you, fun to wear, you mean like SpongeBob undies or are you talking about just whitey tighties? Yogi Bear. Okay. <laughs> All right. Iron Man. Well, people say once a week if you shower before bed, daily if you don't shower mm. first. Okay, news update on the banking crisis you want to hear next. Oh, boy. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer. Uh, by the way, uh, what's going on in the banking industry? Because uh, I know you had your birthday yesterday, David. Maybe you yep. missed it. Uh, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, uh, wanted to let people know this isn't a bailout. Okay? Oh, yeah. Not a bailout, just so you know. During the financial crisis, um, there were... Um, investors um, and owners of 
systemic large banks that were bailed out, and we're certainly not looking, and uh, the reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again, but we are concerned about depositors and are focused on uh, trying to meet their needs. Okay. Uh, you know, some people, when they leave office, then they go on the like speaking tour and give speeches and things yes. to different organizations, groups for a pile of money. Can you imagine sitting through an hour of that? Well, the hour, that that first hour is just the introduction. <laughs> God, yeah. I, every, the every time I hear Janet yelling, I just want to take Today, Junior, come on. Spit it out already. Well, and it's not like you ever get that piece of gold that you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's just sort of master of the obvious. You know, I'm trying to remember exactly the dude's name. Scott Shellandy, he's a financial expert, hosts the show. And you know, he had a take that I hadn't heard until he gave the take, which is interesting, by them all going out there Sunday night to, like, calm nerves. Mm-hmm. It sort of did the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, the government trying to make us feel like it was no big deal. We got this. It's not going to be extending any sort of contagion. But the government came out with the bazooka gun last <laughs> night. They had the Fed, the FDIC, uh, the administration all coming out and saying nothing to see here. So I think that by their actions, the FDIC, the Fed and the U.S. Treasury with, with Yellen, those three coming out at the same time was a very powerful statement that says that they're the ones that are really worried. Yeah. yeah, well, you can I make that argument. I wasn't worried about you know a, a rolling crisis until I heard them say there's no concern about a rolling crisis because uh, everything these people say, the opposite winds up happening. Yeah, well, and you saw different regional banks losing like seventy percent of their value mm-hmm. yesterday. You're like, oh, buddy, you understand why people are nervous? Yeah, we, I mean. I don't know where you were in 2008, David. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, I was about to graduate from college. Yippee. <laughs> oh, did you pay attention to it at the time? Or I were did. you just like, I'm well, yeah. in college. Well, well, it doesn't affect well, me. The economy's burning to the ground, and I'm about to graduate from college and enter the workforce. Of course I was paying attention. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's looking for a gig, man. It's like, oh, by the way, nobody's hiring. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. Yeah, see, you're always way ahead of Scott or I because, well, I went to a radio school. You didn't go to any school. Well, I went to some school, but... High school. Not college. No. Right. Right. What I'm saying is, at that time, if that would have happened, I don't know what it means, man, but I'm having a good time right yeah. now. <laughs> you're always more responsible, oh, well, my I'm point. Like, I, I can't sell weed and plasma on the side forever. <laughs> <laughs> Once they legalize it, then it's screwed it all yeah. up anyway. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, man. Um, and I, I'm not throwing this out there to fearmonger, honestly, because there's enough of that in media already. But you've heard enough people that you at least put some trust in saying there's serious fear out there. Because we've heard about an economic collapse for years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's coming. It's inevitable the way we're running everything. And some people wonder if it's right now. And it went through my head. I'm not joking, David. And it was, you know, plenty of ammo, crisis garden, get right with Jesus. Uh, Is yeah. that how it goes, you're yeah. saying? Buy guns and ammo, uh, yeah. plant the crisis garden, and get right with Jesus because it's yeah. coming down. Well, I think this is what happens, though, when you have an economy that just continues to be built 
not on actual physical goods, but on selling on the selling of things that are only on the internet. There's there's no actually actual intrinsic value in a lot of things. Yes, I've heard people say that, and you know, at some point in time, it it's going to come down. And you just wonder when. But I guess it's like anything else. You just get used to it rolling along. So whenever it inevitably happens, it's a surprise. But you're still <laughs> wondering when exactly it's going to happen and hoping that it won't. Well, you think we learn from mistakes. <laughs> but, but we don't. Dude, And it, we already know this. I've griped about it for years. The people responsible in 2008, none of them went to jail. Nope. No. None of them paid a price for it. No. We're going to hold them accountable. I heard it all and bought it like a dope. It's still. I understand I wasn't the only one. There were plenty of us. They're like, okay, they're yeah, they're going to hold them accountable. And these people that bankrupted the world almost, they're going to go to jail. Nobody went to jail. That was a joke. I'm sure that any kid in college right now doesn't know that Big O promised to hold them accountable and yeah. didn't. But we all know that's exactly what happened. But yeah, that's that's the fear. When you start to unravel this stuff, it gets pretty close to people that they, they feel very fondly about. Yes, and you go back to it, and then you look at, well, it's not just the Democrats. There are plenty of Republicans, too. Oh, oh sure. we had to bail out those banks. We we had to. And, but this now, this isn't bailing out. It's different. We're just making sure that everybody gets their money. Mm-hmm. But these other people are going to lose their jobs. We'll see how all of this unfolds. It is that time of the show. We do this every day go around the table because there's a lot of stories out there. And this might not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Well, Joe Biden is going out there today and he's going to be talking about guns, guns, guns. New executive order that he's going to be handing down, which, get this, actually gives more power to the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. What? Over guns. How? Now, what they're, apparently what this... Is supposed. I think this is a lot of window dressing right now. So again, it's like I'm. I'm not terribly panicked about anything uh, that Biden is doing here. But uh, apparently, it's about coming up with better ideas to track guns that have been lost in transit. So <laughs> the transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg is going to be in charge of keeping track of all the guns. Which yeah. I mean, honestly, if you like guns, but you I don't know, can't afford to cultivate the arsenal that you would like. Knowing that Pete Buttigieg is in charge of this now, when you're driving down the road, just keep an eye out because there may be some ARs laying around. (laughs) This guy fails at everything he does. Yeah, that's true. If there's going to be a photo op, he's going to be there. Outside of that, who knows? (laughs) Like, actually, a record number of guns guns have fallen off of trucks in transit. Weird. It's crazy, isn't it? Top three balloons win an AR. Come to the fair. Concerns right now for the American people. Where does that rank? Come on. Honestly. Come on. Oh, about about gun control? Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's bottom of the barrel right (laughs) now. It really is. Gun violence is a big thing, but those are two separate things. It's the same tactic every time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like the world's on fire. They know it's their fault. Oh, let's not pay attention to that. Guns! Mm-hmm. Guns! Racism! Yeah. Climate change! We're going to die! 
the same thing. It's just one to the other to the other. Here we go. All right, Scott, what's your story today? Uh, there's a brand-new Gallup poll out of World Affairs, their 2023 edition. It finds that 90% of Americans think Russia sucks. <laughs> Russia sucks? Yes, 50, okay. 59% majority say they suck a lot. These are the worst ratings Russia has had in the last 34 years of Gallup polling. Okay. Russia now is just ahead of Don Lemon. <laughs> uh, in contrast, 68% of Americans in their new survey have a favorable opinion of the Ukraine. That's up six points from a year ago and 11 points higher than in 2020. Did anybody have an opinion on the Ukraine until this thing with Russia? Well, favorable, unfavorable, or otherwise? I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, when Trump was getting impeached the first time, uh, people felt sorry for them because Trump was trying to bully them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Outside of that, I don't know that anybody ever thought about Ukraine. In a country as divided as we are, it's good to know that 90% of us could come, come together and go, Russia sucks. That's good to know. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that, though? The support for our involvement in this war is declining. With the public, but not with the politicians. Well, of course not. Right. No. There's a lot of payoffs going on there. Mm-hmm. Okay, my story today, uh, man, it's about Kamala Harris and The View. Mm. Did you know Kamala's being treated unfairly? Oh, my gosh. Oh, here we go again. Uh, well, it's racist, I'll tell uh, you that. Of course it is. Um. Anna Navarro. Oh, jeez. You know, it's like she holds the key. Okay, she has the answers, and she wants to tell, and this is rich for me, she's telling the Democratic voters, and just Democrats in general, how dumb you are, which is funny to me. Roll this out. I don't know what the hell is wrong with Democrats. Listen, here's the bottom line, guys. Joe Biden's going to be your nominee. Stop talking about how old he is. And Kamala Harris is going to be your vice president. Okay, so the applause light goes on and the people half-heartedly. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you mean we're not supposed to talk about how old he is? Right. Every time he goes out, it's another scene. We're thankful he didn't crap his pants. <laughs> right. It's one disaster after another. I'm he not can't sure get a he, sentence out. I'm not sure he didn't crap his pants on well, multiple that's occasions. Yeah, we don't know. I'm not quite sure. I mean, the way he walks sometimes, it looks like somebody's yeah, got a like a bit. full... Anyway, yeah. uh, she goes on. So stop fretting, stop wringing your hands, and get behind your ticket, because on the other side, your alternative is Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. Oh. So you tell me what you prefer. And I, you know, I, I, I love this. I love that they said in this story, I don't know if it's true, that Kamala is not, that uh, Madam Vice President is not responding to the calls from... She corrected herself to go Madam Vice President? Mm-hmm. That's necessary? Yeah. Well, she's gendering someone. Oh, my goodness. The pandering. Just look at this exercise as a joyful one, to laugh. Okay. Okay. Senator Warren. Good. If they are going to be doing this, don't show up to fundraise for them. Don't show up to campaign for them. Don't pick up their phone calls. Get with the program. Listen. You know what <laughs> That's funny, yeah. because it's really going to hurt them if Kamala doesn't show up to help them campaign. Yeah. That's hilarious. Playing right into the hands of Fox News. Fox News every single day goes after Kamala Harris, trying to portray her as inept and some kind of bumbling fool. (laughs) You don't have to. Just play the audio. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) That's it. 
People have decided because they've heard her and seen her. Yeah. They've decided she's a bumbling idiot. People in their own party say she's a bumbling idiot. I what? just broke this. This is not invented. <laughs> Nobody invented this. Didn't pull this out of a factory somewhere, a lab, and go, here, here's stupid pills. Take them. No. <laughs> this is exactly why I chose this Gosh, story dang, for me man. today. It's like, why is that my fault? <laughs> Tell her to not, not appear in public anymore. Not speak. A friend in need is a friend in need. <laughs> God dang. It's hard. Yeah. They, they portray her as a bumbling fool. Well. Do you want more? Sure. She's not. Yes, That's she is. not who she is. And so Democrats have got to come out and reinforce Kamala. They've no. got to stop playing into the hands of these people who cannot stand that she is the first woman, the first woman of, of color vice of president course. and don't want her but, to succeed. And by the way, her, yeah. her husband is great, too. I'm surprised that there's concern. I think it has a lot to do with this. She's a black woman. Oh, yeah. Black women get everything done. We've saved this country's <laughs> democracy for She's obviously made What? Hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Gather the historians real quick for this one. We've saved this country's democracy for She's obviously for amazing, but what specific? Black women? For centuries? How is that? How exactly. many centuries old does she think America is? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't explain how exactly. I'm not trying to hate. I'm just trying to understand. It really is. But, well... Like, no, I mean, where should I, where, where shall I start? I mean, oh, did she you was, hear that part? Because she's asked, what about the accomplishments? Yeah. Where should I start? Should I, where, where what? Should where I, should you start? Should I, where, where shall I start? I mean, she was in the Senate, of but course. But no, I mean, as Vice General, President, of course, Vice she's President. Listen. She's, she, the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, the, she was the face of did? Roe v. Wade. I mean, no, the list goes on and on. I'd like to ask you, what, what, did, what, what did Pence do? There we go. And then it's, what did Pence do? Yeah, what, I mean... Uh, aside from remaking the federal judiciary, uh, <laughs> um, little things. That's a pretty big one that that Vice President Mike Pence did. I heard yeah. Operation Warp Speed, of course, yeah. put out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, geniuses there on the view. Yeah, golly, yeah, you'd enjoy that. Quit making fun of her. <sighs> uh, remember that Vermont Christian School that said we're not going to play against yeah. a team with the yeah. trans. They've been booted mm -hmm. from competition. We'll get to that and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The insanity continues. You might remember this story from, this is almost a month ago, in Vermont, a Christian school there forfeited a game in the girls' state basketball playoffs because the opponent had a transgender student on the team's roster. Right. And at the time, um, the head of the school, Vicki Fogg, uh, had said in a statement, we withdrew from the tournament because we believe playing against an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes the fairness of the game and... The safety of our players. It does. Allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. Well, now, the Vermont Principals Association has ruled that Mid-Vermont Christian School had violated policies and is now ineligible to participate in future tournaments that it sanctions. And that applies to all sports. Unbelievable. 
You are now banned. No, you defend girls' sports, and you're banned. That's the modern left right now. Unbelievable. Uh, They said in their statement that the Principals Association, again, reiterates its ongoing support of transgender student-athletes as not only part of a building an inclusive community for each student to grow and thrive, except girls, but also as a clear expectation by Vermont state law in the Agency of Education Best Practices policy regarding transgender student-athletes. By the way, department also says transgender students should not be required to use the bathroom or locker room that conflicts with the student's gender identity. Oh, God, here we go. You know, where is Sue Bird, Megan Rapinoe, and some of these big-time female athletes stepping up and saying, no, this is wrong? Oh, they went woke? What? Uh, yes. Uh, there are plenty of people fighting against this, and you just got to continue. Keep pushing. It is crazy. This is the Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. A lot of financial talk going on right now. And, of course, inflation still running pretty hot, David. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, you see some misleading headlines that say, well, it's slowing down a little bit. Well, it's slowing down relative to 40-year highs, which is uh, still not very good. And you break it out, uh, what individual things are costing and how much more expensive they are now. Again, it's one of these things that... If you are one of the top economists who shops at Walmart, you know this already. But, you know, when you see it actually written out in plain English, it is really disturbing, especially because the Biden administration keeps saying, yeah, I mean, the economy's strong. Everything's good. We just have some banks failing and, you know, eggs are up 55.4 percent. Why is personal credit card debt at record levels to pay for basic necessities? Is Mm. that a good sign for the economy? No, no, it's not. And, and, you know, they've also been going to this well for the last couple of weeks, really, claiming that they have brought down energy prices for people. And I know that drives Scott crazy because nobody's energy bill has gone down. No. That's not a thing that's going on. Uh, Yeah, utility uh, gas service. Up 14.3%. Electricity up 12.9%. Food at home, just eating, is up Mm -hmm. 10% overall. Well, if you live a normal, somewhat normal life, Mm -hmm. and you do normal things like pay your electric bill and go to the grocery store, you know these things. Yeah. Despite what the dementia-riddled old man will tell you. I understand they lie all the time, but usually there's some sort of BS angle to the lie. What is the angle on the energy lie? There isn't one. I don't just believe us. Was that off the top of his head, or was that scripted? Or no, no, that's been parroted by other Democrats. Yeah, it's it's got to be. I don't understand how you say that. So I think what they're talking about is uh, through the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, an increase in assistance for low income Americans. Uh, to weatherize or winterize their homes, more energy-efficient windows, things like that. 
But the problem is you're dealing with a such a small subset of the American yeah. population with that because most people who are lower income rent. They don't own. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't own, then you're not weatherizing anything in your house, more than likely. So it's a tiny, tiny fraction of the American public that even has access to these programs that they say are bringing down energy bills for millions of Americans. They just lie. So tired of it. I know. I don't know who believes it, to be honest. I don't either. As someone that's not really wanting the truth, I guess, just believe what's parroted to them. Well, well, you think about what their target audience usually is. It isn't working class Americans, and it's certainly not low income Americans. It's, It's wealthier liberals who... For them, increasing grocery prices is a nuisance, but not an existential right. threat. Yeah, that's true. And energy prices and everything else. We've brought your energy prices down. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> you can just you know, go. It's like you go to any mall in America with a microphone, going, "Hey, how about those low energy prices you're paying?" I mean, nobody. They'd look at you like you're an idiot, and you would be. You know, I'm looking at Fox right now, Fox News. Nicole, high interest rates creating pain in U.S. economy. Yes, and why are there high interest rates? Because they flooded the market with cash. They caused the inflation. You had experts at the time saying this is going to happen. Just basic economic principles told people that. It's like it's government for the next three months. Not thinking about the long-term consequences of what it is you're doing. No. But for three months, we're going to be in great shape. Four months, whatever. You know, I mean, it's just... Yes. You couldn't run anything like that other than the government. That's it. But more on that a little bit later, along with banking news that's out there today. What is this story that Joe Biden said he was supporting gay marriage when he was in high school? Yeah, he did a hard-hitting interview on Comedy Central. No joke, yeah, on Comedy Central. Uh, I knew she peppered that in there. Yeah, and uh, he was asked when he had an epiphany on same-sex marriage. Okay. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh-huh. the truth. And I was, a, I was a senior in high school, and my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, and one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked to my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. Oh, jeez. Is that what you learned at Mass, Joe? I'll, I'll take things <laughs> that never that? happened for 500, Alex. <laughs> Golly. You and Pops? Okay. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. Oh. It's simple. They love each other. And it's never been... It's, it's, it's never been... It's just that simple. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, my goodness, dude. Oh. This is embarrassing. Wow. Yeah. No, way back in high school. What? Yeah. Even Obama says once we got to hang out with some lesbians, we're like, you know what? They're good people. They should be able to marry marry one another because he had to lie before that to get yeah. elected. Well, That's what David Axelrod always said. He was always for gay marriage, but he had to lie about it to get elected the first time and then getting ready for the big campaign donations to roll in. For campaign number two, that's when he said, you know, we've evolved on this one. Yeah. But not Joe. He is so freaking woke back in high school was, in 1920. Yeah. He, he, he just kept it a secret for the ensuing 50 years.
Correct. It's just that simple. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's whether it's same sex or a heterosexual couple. They should be able to be married. What is the problem? So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. Do it now. Auntie and uncle. Yeah. So I just think that was funny. But yeah, the the interviewer had mentioned that uh, his aunts and uncles and family members are mad because he's not married yet. Oh. But I just okay. think it. Listen to your auntie and your uncle. Do it now. Now, that seriously, that would have been 1960 that Joe's talking about here, right? Uh, 1960. Yeah. And he's in what Steel Town, yeah, Delaware, Lunchpail Joe, mm-hmm. and and he's with his dad in a car. Yeah. Two guys in suits uh-huh. on a corner, open mouth kissing. We don't know if it was open mouth, Scott. Well, I mean, it seemed to be uh, to, to be able to tell that they were a couple. Yes. I mean, it wasn't the cheek kiss that we do to greet each other every no, day. No, 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 no. Right. Exactly. But what I'm it's that's not even possible or plausible whatsoever. Of course. That's the that's one of the worst yarns, and the the tell with him is always no kidding. Yeah. I'm not fooling. Not, not, a, not joke. a joke. Not a joke. Yeah. All three of those things. Yes. That's the tell that he's about to tell you a, no, big, for real. a big fat lie. Right. Yeah. Okay. So no follow-up there on Comedy Central. Uh, hey, no. devout Catholic Joe, how do you square that with the Pope? <laughs> Just curious. Well, how do you square that with 1960 <laughs> in, a, in a Rust Belt town with but your see, dad? He, he yeah. had the vision way back then because that's what he – history yeah. – We'll look at Joe Biden as the guy that saw it first, huh? Unreal. And his dad, who was born in 1925, <laughs> looks at him and goes, eh, they just love each other. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That happened. That's how it went. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, this is a different kind of story. Saw this at Daily Caller. Um, you had a DEI instructor actually fired for not being woke enough. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Director said she was fired from a California community college for disagreeing with certain elements of social justice ideology. Oh, boy. Dr. Tabita Lee, and she actually made a video trying to explain it. You can hear it for yourself. What brought me to FAIR? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I was working in a California community college, and I noticed that there was a lot of resistance uh, to my even asking questions about uh, anti-racism policy efforts and language. And uh, I just truly wanted to know what folks meant when they were using those terms. And I encountered a lot of hostility, um, a lot of uh, resistance to me even asking questions. And as I started to look around to see who else was questioning, I discovered FAIR. Uh, FAIR has... Yes, so this is all about FAIR. If you're familiar with the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism, she's doing the video for that, but saying, they said they wanted a black woman for this job. I'm the black woman. And I start asking questions and they're like, whoa, what? how dare you? Well, the, the, the notable thing about all cults is that they react very, very hostily towards people who question the cult. This is true. So this is very true. Some of the uh, ideologies uh, that are guiding diversity, equity, and inclusion work in our California community colleges and nationally. 
the legal network in particular uh, has helped me personally uh, as I navigated hostility, harassment, and bullying by people uh, who are who have adapted a neo-reconstructionist ideology of anti-racism. Um, and when I began to question and, and just merely ask about those things, um, I experienced tremendous and extreme ostracization. Um, I, it's just kind of sad watching this unfold. They told her that she was fired because they expected her to pursue her duties, quote, in the mold of Ibram X. Kendi. Ah. <laughs> Seriously. That's what we thought. It's like you you have your own sort of vision of what diversity, equity, and inclusion would be. And we don't like what you think it is, black lady. So, so you're telling me that white liberals who run a college system actually know about the black experience more than a black woman. Yes, they do. Yeah. Because if you're black and don't see it your way, you're actually working for white supremacists. Right, exactly. Let's take and all inclusion part out. Oh, of course. No inclusion there. Well, inclusion, if we decide you should be included. If you agree with us 100% of the time, yes. Yes. Unreal. And you abide by that doctrine that we laid out for you, and if not, yeah. you're Man. supremacist. Okay. Okay, and I understand that at a lot of places, hey, we, we don't want to just favor one sex or another for different jobs. Say, working at a male prison. What's wrong with having female guards? Mm. Who are you, sexist? Yeah, ha! right. Did you see the story out of the UK? The headline will grab your attention from Fox. Wild sex claims revealed at Cushiest Prison as 18 female guards fired or quit. From this report, there was a whole lot of affairs going on, a whole lot of nefarious stuff. Female guards and the prisoners were... Yes. Mm. No, I mean, from the pictures. Um, you know what? Instead of me describing, I'll hold up and you can tell me just quick descriptors. Because to me, what I'm thinking is younger ladies. Yeah. Um, and I can't tell, but maybe could be duped by inmates. Somewhat attractive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, there was all sorts of crazy stuff going on in the cells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there was some sweet talking going on. Oh, yeah, well, if you're the guy, you don't have to prove anything. What do you mean? I'll love you forever. I'm going to be in here forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Well, maybe it's just a few months or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, a couple of them jailed for what they did. Sex acts in the cell and everything else. But don't you dare ever bring yeah. up, hey, maybe this isn't the best idea. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> They're just making a visit to cell block D. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, Mr. Van Camp. Oh, oh, Daddy. Okay. Oh, somebody else is laying off another 10,000 people. Facebook? Really? Get to that and a news update straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Billions of dollars uh, in deposits fails. It's clearly a concern. Right, yeah. Mm, clearly. Yeah. But they're going to be fine, and yeah. it's not a bailout. Oh, no. No. But if you had investments there, that's a different story. Okay, and the people that run that place. Now, speaking of Silicon Valley, who's getting laid off? Oh, uh, another 10,000 workers at Facebook, or Meta, I guess, the uh, the umbrella company. Uh, this is the second round of big job cuts that have been announced by Facebook uh, in the last four months. Remember, earlier, back in November, they said they were cutting 11,000 jobs. Yes. And now they're saying another 10,000 on top of that, and another, what, uh, 5,000 or so open roles or open jobs that they're just not going to fill. I mean, they're man. they're just they're they're batting down the hatches, man. And you know, you follow what the big guys do, and it looks like there is a significant economic downturn, really on the horizon. Yeah, you know, man, you wonder about that. And at the same time, when Elon Musk went into Twitter yeah. and just half the staff—I forget the numbers yeah. now—we're gone. But it didn't seem like anything terrible happened. No. No, it's like every little hiccup that happens on Twitter now. I know there are the lefty tech reporters who are like, I guess those people did do something. Like right. Twitter never failed before Elon Musk bought it. That doesn't make any sense. Did you hear what one of the things that Elon Musk actually did? What? Was he uh, told supervisors in some positions, hey, write a letter of recommendation or who's the best member of your team and why? And so they thought, okay, well, this is just sort of a team-building exercise or, hey, maybe someone's in line for a promotion. No, 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 no. That, that was actually getting people to apply for jobs, essentially. <laughs> getting, that was, so Figuring people, out who's the best. Yep. A bunch of people got fired wow. after writing recommendation letters for their uh, uh, replacements. Wow. <laughs> that's brutal well you man. would see it's like man i am noticing this woman or this guy is being mentioned by multiple people yeah they must be really good i want to keep them right wow <laughs> but then you wonder too from the ten thousand working at meta whatever how many of them had investments at silicon valley bank and if so man that's a bad week mm-hmm. guess you can watch the ncaa tournament lost my not job. a total well, loss until they until the cable gets cut off yeah right mm-hmm. I mean, it is on this week, at least something yeah, on. Yeah. You know what? They do this every year. I saw this number. The odds of filling out a perfect bracket. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I. Uh, it's, it's astronomical. I know that. Dude, one in 9.2 quintillion? Yeah. Dang. So nearly impossible, in other words. Yes. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story today is what? Uh, Probably the uh, rolling crisis of uh, the banking system, where Moody's is saying, well, yeah, the banking system in the United States is not really uh, stable anymore. Uh, I will say this, uh, Jim Cramer on CNBC is absolutely (laughs) undefeated when it comes to bad calls. It's like people are digging up all these things from the last few months or even from less than a month ago, like Silicon Valley Bank, nowhere to go but up. All right, that's a buy, all right? It's so indicative of 2008. We did the same thing. And just like all the people running everything, he never lost his job. It's unreal. Gosh dang.
Uh, you know what Joe Biden's concerned about right now? Climate change. We will get to that and much more coming right up. Van Camp and Robin Show. We do have fun, no doubt about that. And thank you for being here as always. I'm Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robin. Okay, man. It feels like there's a lot of things on fire right now. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden's talking about climate change. Yes. Sure. <laughs> change the subject. That's one does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh dang, man. You know what? You could certainly make the argument that part of the reason, not just the United States, but so many countries are in financial peril, is because of these green energy people. Because cheap energy runs the world. I can't imagine the smoke coming off the United States because it's on fire. (laughs) It's good for for the energy sector of our country. Yeah. But, I mean, they keep pushing this stuff. It doesn't make sense. When you hear people that actually understand the big picture, how, yes, we can do a lot of different things in time, but trying to rush this in a five-year period to 10-year, it's decimating all these different economies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but he's talking about climate change again. Yeah, he says his efforts to control the weather are going well. Uh, this is during <laughs> his interview on Comedy Central. He talks about uh, passing the Inflation Reduction Act to combat climate change and started talking about how young people really pushed him to do this. You know, before we even get to the clip, mm-hmm. you know, we're so used to it now, the comedy slides right by that yeah. it was the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's worked well. Unreal. What happened was Mother Nature let her wrath be seen over the last two years. And what? So people can't... Her what? Let her wrath be seen over the last two years. And so people can't deny it anymore. If we don't keep the temperature from going above 1.5 degrees Celsius raised, then we're in real trouble. That whole generation is damned. I I mean, it's not hyperbole. (laughs) It is actually hyperbole. (laughs) It is. Iron Maiden putting children of the damned back in the set for the 2023 tour. Here we go. Really, truly in trouble. And that's why the first meeting I had with the so-called you know, G7, they want to talk about what was my initiative on energy, on dealing with moving toward, for example, I, I called all the automakers and truck makers and I asked them to come to the South Lawn the first year. Uh-huh. And uh, to try to talk him into doing something more than going electric. Yeah, Hunter's not on Brisbane anymore. Anybody got any board seats right now? <laughs> and within five weeks, yeah. all of them agreed they're going to go electric 50% by 2030 and by 2050, all electric. Yeah, it's funny because the largest automaker in the world, Toyota, is not doing that. Nope. They're looking beyond it because they know it's not going to work. Yeah. Looking at hydrogen. 
right now, I mean, one, automakers for years have been trying to develop electric vehicles and electric technology that makes sense for the everyday consumer. But the other thing is the reason that they were pushing this is because Uncle Joe was dishing out that sweet, sweet cash. Of course. And perhaps the energy secretary may have had some key investments in the industry. She did. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. There was a profit motive from the policymakers ah, to push this. Hmm. Yeah. I guess uh, Greta Thunberg took down her post that the world was going to end in two years the other day. Oh, yeah. No, that, yeah, because yeah, we're supposed to be reaching some like critical mass and yeah, right. mass extinction this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mass deleted. extinction this year. <laughs> she took it down. Oh. Well, I guess we got what six and a half years to wait for mm-hmm. AOC. Yeah, because she said twenty thirty, right? Yeah. yeah, wasn't that the deal? I think twenty thirty. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that we would be absolute toast. Yes. It was so, like you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Um, well, there's Trump in the news. What yeah. did Trump say? Well, Donald Trump was out on the campaign trail in Iowa. It started talking about the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Oh, this isn't good. Mm-mm. This usually doesn't go well. Why is he doing that? Okay, roll it. Ron was a disciple of Paul Ryan, who is a rhino loser who currently is destroying Fox and would constantly vote against entitlements. He would just vote against, remember that, the wheelchair over the cliffs, the Democrats used it. The wheelchair over the cliff commercial, very effective. That was about him. But Ryan, Paul Ryan's a big reason that Mitt Romney, I'm not a big fan of Mitt Romney, lost his election. And to be honest with you, Ron reminds me a lot of Mitt Romney. So I don't think you're going to be doing so well here, but we're going to find out. Okay, instant reaction. Don't pussyfoot now. (laughs) Knock it off. That's my initial reaction. Knock it off. Stop. Stop it. Me saying that you might pussyfoot around or yours is knock it off. What? Stop well, Stop doing this. I would say whoever's helping with the campaign to yeah. tell him, but it, I don't you think he'll listen. You, you no, can't. No. no. That's, that was part of his charm and destruction. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what the whole DeSanctus thing is. I don't get either. it either. I don't, I, don't. I don't understand that. He started calling him that. Like the th- This is kind of like being really excited for a new Pink Floyd album, and then you just kind of get Division Bell, and it's very disappointing. Um, I would give Division Bell higher marks than DeSanctus, to be honest. I mean, look. It sounds desperate, dude. Yeah, it does. It just does. I've heard some Trump faithful say he sounds desperate. Well, again, unnecessary. Man. Unless you're doing it because you know that he is absolutely the front runner, despite what polling you may see now. Well... Only you know, in all beat, and that's he only goes after DeSantis. He doesn't go after anybody else. There's no need to go after anybody else. There's no one. There's no one else that can challenge. He's the only one. I mean, you look at the polling. Uh, most have Trump up. You know, and it depends. You know, different states by how much of a margin overall. But I've never seen Trump struggle with an opponent as much as he does with DeSantis. Yeah, Would well, you say the same thing? Um, the closest comparison that I have is with uh, Ben Carson. And I think the, uh, the thing is, 
it drives him crazy when somebody doesn't respond. When somebody doesn't come yeah. out. And I know there's all this talk about uh, DeSantis's crew sort of uh, beating the bushes and trying to undercut Donald Trump's re-election campaign and all that stuff. That's politics. I mean, you know the name-calling is going to happen. You know the fight sure. is going to happen. And it, and it should. I mean, yeah. a primary is about... It, it's a it's a long, drawn-out uh, uh, job interview. Yes. People need to make the argument, vote for me, not that guy. You understand all of that. But Ron DeSantis, I think, is playing it pretty well in sort of laughing it off whenever he's asked about it or just not responding at all. And I, I think that drives Trump crazy because one thing he's really good at is when somebody does start going after him, he can mm-hmm. turn that around in a heartbeat. We saw it with Ted Cruz. And, and mean, Rubio. That, and Rubio. And that was brutal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. There's no doubt about it, man. The other thing, dude, I'm going back. With Ted Cruz, he, okay, there were things you could exploit for weaknesses, much more than DeSantis has. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, of everything with COVID and how woke everything has been with the trans activism in schools, everything else, you know, DeSantis has been highlighted as one that has fought against all of that stuff and been very successful. So there's already a track record. With Ted, you didn't have as much of that. You'd certainly not with Ben Carson. And then when yeah. he went after Mitt Romney, that was, shoot, man. That was like a college athlete against a high school. Yeah, it was. It was just not a fair fight at all. You know, but yeah, I think, I can't remember, because when he was dealing with Ben Carson, remember, he went back to Ben Carson's book. Yeah. And was reading out of it, and Ben Carson had this youth. What was he? He tried to stab a guy or something like that. I tried to stab a friend of mine whose name was Bob, but now it's changed. <laughs> yes, that whole thing. But at least that, there were funny parts I can remember laughing at. Yeah. Because he went after his mom with a hammer, something yeah. like that, right? He went after his mother with a hammer. He wanted to hit her on the head. And I said, wow, that's tough. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It still makes me laugh, man. It, it was funny, but at the same time, that was about the only time during the primary where his poll numbers started to slip, and it was because oh, that sort of right. asymmetrical warfare. It just doesn't. It doesn't play very well if nobody's responding, and if people genuinely like the guy. I know a lot of people who like Ben Carson, and yeah. I'm one of them. Probably wouldn't vote for him in a primary to be president, but like him enough. And a lot of people really like Ron DeSantis. A lot of people really want to elect him president of the United States. And so when you've got this one-sided, you know, food fight going on, it just kind of, Trump comes off as really petty. Yes. It's almost like DeSantis is in his head more than the other way around. Yeah, Yeah, it's just. Yeah, dude. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Okay. Oh, David, you wanted to know about California ranking dead last as far as U.S. states when it comes to tipping. Yeah, yeah. this surprises me. And why is that? Why does this surprise you? Well, I you? guess because I, I look at California as more affluent, um, more more liberal, certainly. Mm-hmm. They would be concerned about their servers, and, and they'd want to help. Yeah. And you know what? As long as long if, if I was giving them a tip, then they'd insist I give 25%. But if they got to pay it, well. <laughs> Dude, that's this piece that I was reading about this. Um, really has a lot to do with that. That as far as generosity goes with a lot of liberals, 
It's somebody else's money, not mine. Yeah. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, in the survey, they broke down tipping by state and major cities. Uh, and the lowest two cities that ranked, San Francisco and Los Angeles. Uh-huh. I wonder how much of that has to do with a minimum wage hike. It's a good question. So people kind of assume, well, the server's being taken care of or whatever, which is really the opposite because, I mean, study after study shows uh, a lot of servers lose money with a more generous minimum wage from their employer because people stop tipping. Yeah. Well, it, they said it's not because Californians are poorer. Because you're talking about as far as median household incomes, they're in the top five. And they break it down because they think it is this, well, government spending. I mean, they're, they're paying people, so yeah. I mean, to your point, not from us, though. Not yeah. from us personally. Somebody else should be giving them the money. But not... Not from from our pockets. No. Absolutely not. They they talked in this piece about compassionate welfare states. <laughs> and it, it's that sort of thing where you're thinking, yeah, we want to give to the poor. Not my money, but somebody else should be taking care of those people. Right. And then it goes back to, and we see this year after year, the United States ranks at the very top in charitable giving. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But it always goes down to more conservatives than liberals and has for years and years and years. And I know liberals want to fight that stat all the time, but it it never stops. And I got to find this piece where you would be surprised at who were the the national leaders in tipping by state. Okay, do you want to play? Uh, we don't have time for a whole game. Just take one guess and see if it's in the top five. Okay. Because I'm telling you, it, it some of these will be surprising. You want to go first, David? Yeah, I'll guess uh, Mississippi. That is not in the top five. Georgia. Not in the top five. Damn. Can't even win with it. Delaware. Delaware. Indiana. Wyoming. Kentucky. And West Virginia. How about that, huh? Who would have guessed West Virginia in the top five? I don't think a lot of people. Do you like the suggested tip thing? I don't mind it. Okay, I just wondered. I mean, some people don't like it. I, I don't mind it either. It helps me, actually. Why don't people like it, do you suppose? I don't know, because I think they think it forces them to make a choice of the three, and maybe they wanted to give more or less or whatever. I think for a lot of people, because of declining math skills, yeah, it's I helpful. That. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, it's hard to figure out, okay, what would 20% be well, on Well, I used this to or- do tax times two and figured it that way. But now I can look at that thing. Oh, I, I'm not bothered by it, but I know some people are like, I hate this. I, you know. Are you still going 15, or have you upped it? No, I'm, I, it depends. I go 20 most of the time. Unless the service is bad. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. But you can't get away. California, the worst. <laughs> right. Wow, that's not good for our friends in California. You know, our friends in California are good tippers. Uh, yeah. It's the other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know that. Okay. So... This is a new one. we got to get to this. The White House claims Mike Pence made a homophobic joke about Pete Boot Edge Edge. Yeah. Is there anything to this? We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the White House is claiming Mike Pence made 
a homophobic joke. Yeah. About Pete Buttigieg? Yeah, and, and it's people being way, way overly sensitive here. Uh, people at the White House spent some time whining about former Vice President Mike Pence because he made a joke about Mayor Pete. Now, Mike Pence was at the Gridiron Club dinner, kind of a roast thing that they, they put together every year. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it can be brutal. Yeah. The roasting. And very funny. Talked about Mayor Pete taking so much time off during a whole slew of crises. Uh, he said, quote, he took two months maternity leave, whereupon thousands of travelers were stranded in airports, the air traffic system shut down, and airplanes nearly collided on our runways. Pete is the only person in human history to have a child, and everyone else gets postpartum depression. <laughs> That's not bad. That's well, kind of funny. That's not bad. Kareem Jean-Pierre, yeah, okay. White House press secretary, very unhappy with this. So what? The former vice president's homophobic joke about Secretary Buttigieg was offensive and inappropriate, all the more so because he treated women suffering from postpartum depression as a punchline. You don't understand comedy, do no, you, Kareem? No. Well, well, none of them do. Yeah. No. No, nothing's funny. Well, except for that joke that Jane Fonda said on The View last week about That's murdering funny. pro-life right. politicians. Right. That's funny. Got it. Okay. Offensive, inappropriate. It's a gridiron dinner. Mm-hmm. It's very appropriate. But you, you don't have a sense of humor. Of course not, unless it's the misfortune of one of your political adversaries. Well, I love it, That's too, funny. that they say he should apologize to women and LGBTQ people who are entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. And, and can't take a joke. <laughs> Give me a break. Well, before he apologizes to women, you have to identify what one is. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this posted Wall Street Journal last night. Biden's bank bailout whoppers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have my attention uh, from the editorial board. And I'll just try to tell you this. Uh, I'll read from part of it. If you're starting to get lost, let me know. Don't want to okay. take a ton of time with it, but sort of make it easy to understand what's going on with the banking system. And in particular, these two banks have failed including Signature Bank and the Silicon Valley Bank. Okay, because Biden said this isn't a bailout. Janet Yellen said this isn't a bailout. Not a bailout, and there is no systemic issue in American economics. Correct. Um, You know, no losses to the taxpayers, Biden said. Mm -hmm. So in Wall Street Journal, said, oh, that's not nearly a full story. The FDIC's deposit insurance fund normally guarantees up to 250 grand, as we know, in deposits, which protects small retail customers, including mom and pop businesses. Banks pay for this guarantee with insurance premiums 
but the insurance fund isn't intended to backstop deposits of bigger customers with more capacity to weather losses if a bank goes under. Mm -hmm. Not what it's designed for. Yet after venture capitalists, in other words, Democratic donors, they say, (laughs) and Silicon Valley politicians howled, the FDIC on Sunday announced it would cover uninsured deposits at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank under its systemic risk exception. Apparently, Silicon Valley investors and startups are too big to lose money when they take risks. They benefited enormously from the Fed's pandemic uh, liquidity hose, which they call it. Hose? Yeah, just the money just hose. Take a drink of that cash. Which caused Silicon Valley Bank's deposits to double between 2020 and 2021. They paid interest of up to 5.28% on large deposits, which it used to fund loans to startups. But now the FDIC is guaranteeing a risk-free return for startups and their investors. Uninsured deposits normally take, they say, a 10 to 15% haircut during a bank failure. Some 85 to 90% of Silicon Valley Bank's $173 billion in deposits are uninsured. The costs of this guarantee could be $15 billion. Well. Now, the White House said special assessments will be levied on banks to recoup these losses. That means bank customers with less less than 250000 in deposits will indirectly pay for this (laughs) through higher bank fees. Well, yeah. Which you you probably figured. You just weren't sure how would they get there. In Mm -hmm. other words... It's an income transfer from average Americans to deep-pocketed investors. Mm -hmm. I remember Biden said, investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works, right? That's Mm -hmm. what he said. Mm -hmm. And the piece says, yes, ordinarily. But the Federal Reserve's new emergency lending facility will ensure banks don't have to take losses liquidating their bonds to meet deposit redemptions. Many banks have hedged their interest rate risk and diversified their deposits, which comes at a business cost. But guess who didn't do that? Silicon Valley Bank and Signature. Yeah, I was just going to say, right. the one we're, we're locking up now, yes. And the Fed is now saying, that's okay, we got your back. <laughs> and you go back to like 2008, and you're sitting here as just your average Joe American saying, okay. So it's the working class that pays for this and the elite. <laughs> they're, they're not going to pay for it at all. And it, it's so frustrating yeah, because yeah. the game is rigged. Oh, of course it is. I mean, <sighs> listen, you got people getting screwed over day in and day out on Wall Street, but the moment that a bunch of dudes on Reddit decided to start investing in GameStop, everybody freaked out. Oh, yeah. Remember that? From, oh, we're, we're losing billions of dollars. But, but we were just going to try to drive GameStop into bankruptcy. That's all we were doing. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. When the little guy starts to make a buck or two, the big guy always wants to take it away. And right now, Democrats, who are supposed to be, you know, we're representing the middle and working class, are instead more interested in transferring wealth over to their donors. Yes. Oh, and you, you also know uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he happens to own like three wineries. You don't which say. Also, happen to be involved in Silicon Valley Bank. 
Oh. Hmm, weird. He's banked there for years. How so, about that? So the governor of California also is going to be benefiting from this. From this not a bailout. Unreal. He won't get a calendar window scraper next year either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, it's like the casino. You know they're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. That that looks like that guy's winning too much. Is he counting cards? Boot him! Yep. Yeah. Or, or oh, the slot machine actually malfunctioned. You don't. You didn't really hit the jackpot. I'm sorry, yeah. but that sounds like a you problem. It sure does. Every time. Well, Ibram X. Kendi's next book will be called Systemic Banking. <laughs> <laughs> you had a montage, David, well, of yeah. all of Biden's blown calls at one time. Yeah, with the with the the failing banks, I you know I wasn't all that worried about it until the Biden administration came out over the weekend and started screaming from the rooftop, nothing to fear, no, we got this under control, it's all fine. Because every time they say something is fine or something is going to work, the opposite turns out to be true. And so we haven't heard this montage in a while, but here are some of Biden's greatest misses. Okay. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. <laughs> is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No. Talk of inflation. <laughs> the overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. We're implementing comprehensive sanctions on Russian sovereign debt. No huh? one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. What? I didn't say sanctions couldn't stop it. You're not going to get COVID if you have it. These vaccinations. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, No one is predicting a recession now. They're predicting, some are predicting there may be a recession. It's not a bailout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Nope. Wow, man. On and on and on we go. And now Jen Psaki, his own, or old press secretary. Yeah. Okay, I haven't heard this clip. I saw the headline. And I'm thinking, this this can't be real. Yeah. It can't. Yeah. So she was on uh, Stephen Colbert's show, and they were kicking around the Fox News story, where you have multiple personalities uh, talking about, oh, the, talking about the 2020 election and saying, well, no, it wasn't stolen, but some of them seem to be afraid of their audience. So they were going out and saying something that they didn't believe in private. That's how the story goes. Right now, okay. With Fox News. Now, as far as Tucker Carlson and that, dude, he was ripping on Sidney Powell. Oh yeah, while that was happening. Yeah. So it, I don't, I don't understand how they put him in that. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of it is overblown, uh, anyway. But it, it is kind of funny saying, "Oh, they've taken a hit in the uh, court of public opinion," even though they've just like dominated the ratings and they've yeah. actually grown in in ratings uh, since all this broke. But anyway. Well, you know, before you go on from that, I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought about the common person, okay, knowing so many different people um, that voted for Trump. And, of course, I know a lot of people that didn't vote for Trump, that, so it, it wouldn't matter anyway. They always thought he was crazy and dangerous, blah, blah, blah. But for the supporters, <laughs> when I read that what Hannity was like, uh, this person's a nut, or did somebody tell Trump not to do this anymore. Or it was Laura Ingram saying something of that nature, like, no, Sidney Powell's a nut. Those sorts of things. But then going on, as I remember it, I just know this with Tucker, talking about, hey, it, I don't know about the Dominion machines, but as far as what happened in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, you could say 
they stole it legally. A lot of rules were changed, right? Mm -hmm. But if you think the common Trump voter doesn't have the conversation with their buddies of saying, what is he doing? Yeah. Why is he why why is he messing around with Rudy Giuliani anymore? That Sidney Powell, she's a nut. If you think people aren't having those conversations all the time, then you don't understand it. Yeah. You don't understand regular people. They say that all the time. It's like people that love Trump know he can say stupid things. That's not news to anybody. Everybody knows it. So that being said, Jen Psaki says what? Oh, she says, well, this would never happen at my new employer, MSNBC, because we always report the truth. (laughs) Roll that. Look, I think this is an important piece to dive into because MSNBC has a very high standard of what is factual. You have to go through a process. Yeah. Russia collusion? Yeah. Just the tip of the iceberg? Are you freaking kidding? Before you report things on air, to make sure they are factual and you have sources. That is how news should work. Now, you can have informed... This is on Colbert's show? Yeah. Oh, of course. Now, you can have informed opinion, which is what I will share and what others will share, informed experiences, informed perspective. That is an important part of reporting as well. But there is a huge difference between uh, going out there reporting things that are inaccurate, knowingly reporting they're inaccurate, and sharing perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you mentioned Russian collusion. I, I got a surely or certainly not an exhaustive list here, but just off the top of my head, you got mm-hmm. Russian collusion. MSNBC was obsessed with it. Yes. Uh, Trump is going to prison for stealing the election with the Russians. Uh, Trump's use of the phrase America first is a coded message to neo-Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Rachel Maddow did a 10-minute-long segment on that. Yes. Uh, Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Trump was sending secret hand signals to white supremacists, the OK sign. Right. Remember that. Yes. Uh, Oh, Border Patrol agents were whipping Haitian migrants. (laughs) Oh, the cops got the wrong address when they shot and killed Breonna Taylor. Yes. That's not actually true. They absolutely had the right address. They vet it before they put it on the air. It's truth. (laughs) She said so. You got more? I mean, you can go on and on and on. I think P-tape should be in there, too. Oh Well, yeah, the P-tape. I kind of lumped that all in with the Russian collusion stuff. But, yeah, the the P-tape. Let's see. Off the top of my head again. Oh, I mean, they've had that Michael Beschloss on all the time. Yeah. Saying that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, was promoting a bill, was pushing for a bill that would require bloggers to register with the state. Oh, yeah. That's not true. Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse, white supremacist. Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist militia member. Yeah, yeah that's don't right. say gay bill. Don't say gay bill, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it goes on and on and on. <laughs> right. But trust them, they tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Hey, she you, lied for a living. Of course. I mean, she's a professional. Did you see this dude that is suing Buffalo Wild Wings? No. On a lighter story. No. Said so the boneless wings are just chicken McNuggets. <laughs> or not McNuggets, but just chicken nuggets. They are chicken nuggets, but that's that but you know that going into the boneless wing. Yeah. Do people know that? I don't know. They're adult chicken nuggets, I mean that. Yeah. I never really think about it, but I don't get wings that often. I don't they get very wings. often, but when I do I enjoy them. But you like it on the bone. Usually, yeah. Uh... <clears throat> don't even, David. No. Hey, I'm a I'm a bone in guy too. Yeah, the Okay. Buffalo Wild Wings not even denying it. 
But they downplayed the lawsuit in a tweet that said, It's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Our <laughs> buffalo wings are 0% buffalo, which I thought was actually pretty good. <laughs> <That is> good. <laughs> <laughs> no ham. <laughs> okay, much more to get to. Oh, Trump is facing backlash. There are people, I guess, angry for praising Charlie Crist, the Democrat, in another attack on Ron DeSantis. Get to that and much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm curious now, remember we did this a couple of months ago. Um, had people hit you up on Facebook, Scott, on our Facebook page. Okay. About Trump and DeSantis. Where are you at? Yeah. I'm curious because apparently there's some backlash from what Trump put out on Truth Social. Because obviously DeSantis is his focal point right now as far as a competitor in the Republican primary. Yeah. So I'll play this audio, and you tell me what you think. Roll it. For those of you that didn't notice, Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSantis got there. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime. It's really bad. Not because of the governor. Thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. But it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. That's the part. The people are like, are you serious? Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. It's not too hard to work with those factors. So just remember, Florida was doing really well long before Ron DeSantis got there. DeSanctus. I don't understand yeah, the DeSanctus. I don't, I don't understand DeSanctus it either. It doesn't make any sense. But I, well, then it's not good if it has to be explained. Well, can yeah. you explain it? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm, I'm all ears here. Well, I, you know, I, I think, yeah, Florida has a lot going for it naturally, of course. But, I mean, it did go from, what, Ron DeSantis winning by less than one percentage point yeah. to a 20 percentage point sweep of the state. And and bringing with him the, um, another majority in every other yeah, spot so in, in I, Florida. So no, yeah. well, he people in Florida seem parental like rights, <laughs> and I think the way he handled the hurricanes and yeah. COVID. It's all crazy talk, though. So that's a bad move. I don't. That sounds desperate. I mean, man. I, I, I that's and he's his, leading his strategy to uh, to destroy or humiliate his opponents. I mean, so maybe he decided, hey, it worked one time. Why won't it work again? I don't know. I don't like it because I think DeSantis is more electable on a national level right now. Oh, I don't disagree with that. And that that could change. You know, that could change. I don't know. Before you go, you guys are, you know, throwing Trump under the bus. Well, listen, I said this before. We should be able to have a discussion whether or not. You just call it as you see it, man. Whether or not we we think this is a good move or not. That's not the way to go, dude. Yeah, I mean, people were upset after that first debate with Biden. I was like, dude, yeah. you got to be more disciplined. It, it was bad. I mean, it just was. There's no debating that. That's not. It's just not a good way to campaign. 
I mean, you need to get that guy in a debate. Yeah. You know, then just take this DeSantis stuff. It's weak. All right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story today, David, is... Uh, biggest story is the rolling crisis of uh, bank closures. There was a little bit of a bump uh, that happened today, and then Moody's came out and said, <clears throat> said oh, yeah, no, the we don't rate the uh, uh, U.S. banking system as stable anymore. Uh, that's not good. No. No, that's a, now, you know, you kind of have to be careful with your words because you don't want it to become a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, of just everybody going to their local bank and pulling all the cash out. I mean, no, you don't want run after run after run on the banking system, but, man, a lot of people are nervous. Well, you know, the point that was made of they made more people nervous by going out and reacting the way they did because a lot of people weren't even thinking about a run on the bank until they started talking about right. it. Right. So we'll get to that update. And then the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. Scott Robbins. He's the sexy boomer. Uh, so much going on, especially in the banking industry, mm-hmm. and keeping an eye on what's going on there. And one of the pieces of audio you had earlier in the show, David, was Joe Biden talking about when he started supporting gay marriage because he was asked in his interview with Comedy Central, you know, when was the epiphany? Yeah. Like, when did the floodwaters open and you saw the light or whatever? Mm-hmm. Skies parted. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh-huh. the truth. And I was, a, I was a senior in high school. Huh? And my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car and I looked to my right. And two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. Yeah. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked at my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. It's simple. They love each other. Whenever he says not joking, you know he's lying. That's a giveaway, yeah. Of course. And it's never been, it's, it's, it's never been, it's just that simple. It doesn't matter whether it's, whether it's same-sex or a heterosexual okay. couple. They should be able to be married. So you got that. So that's what he was talking about. That was the epiphany. Way back when. You did the math. Yeah. What was it? 1960? Somewhere in there. Yeah, his dad and then he were driving around. And, of course, that's a steel town, right? So oh, yeah. part of the Rust Belt. And there was two guys in suits kissing. That never happened, by the way. That's, everything in that story is a lie. Total fabrication. Everything. But devout Catholic Joe Biden had the epiphany. He said so. Mm-hmm. Believe it. He just makes these stories yeah. up out of thin air. Well, he just And you know, when I heard it, you know, in my head, I can remember the Hillary Clinton, I take great umbrage when someone talks about gay marriage. I'm paraphrasing. And I remember Obama. Oh, I believe in man and woman. Yeah, until. Until he needed the money in the second round. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I was like, didn't Biden talk about this at some point in time? But I couldn't remember. Our friend Hirschdog remembers. 
And he sent me the clip. Oh, oh, this had to be fun. Okay. Yeah, this was uh, Meet the Press back in 2006. Way back when, okay. Yes, and honestly, I think we played this clip on the show uh, within the last six months, I want to say. Not only listen to the content here, but listen to how it's delivered. Listen to how he sounded then versus the stumbling old man he is today. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Huh. But the lesson he learned from his dad in 1960, which yeah. he just repeated, flies in the face of what he remembers in 2006. Well, he, he, was, uh, he was still in the closet at that time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> his brain was still in the closet. It was evolving. Yes. Right. And but, it's really something, isn't it? Man. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, pretty much every Democrat at that time was the same. Yeah. And now, oh, goodness. These people that don't see it our way. It's not only striking Bigotry. for the content, but it's also striking for the cadence. How he sounded. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you try to tell me there's nothing wrong with this guy now, that he's fit as a fiddle, that he's... Yeah. Who says that? His people. Oh. He runs circles They're professional liars. Him, remember? His energy is such that he runs circles around all those youngsters. <laughs> but, but see, it's a Scott. You're forgetting he's had a lifelong struggle with a stutter. Right, right. It, it was very clear in '06 that stutter was yeah, very right. prominent. <laughs> Boy, that stutter really didn't start rearing its ugly head until I don't know 2020. Yeah, right around there. Unreal. All right, you ready for your big three, yeah, Robin? Let's go. All right, let's do it. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day this time, Scott Robbins trifecta and help by a hero. I'm Casey Kasem. He's ready to go. Hi, buddy. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, Illinois has a new law that you want to talk about. Yeah, Illinois will become one of only three states to require employers to offer paid time off for any reason. Governor J.B. Pritzker, in the top five worst governors on the planet, signed a law that will take effect next year. Starting January 1st of next year, Illinois employers must offer workers paid time off based on hours worked with no need to explain the reason for their absence as long as they provide notice. Just Isn't that Maine, called vacation time? Just Maine and Nevada mandate earned time off. Now, here's the problem with that, of course, and there are many, but so Illinois' new law, uh, is it going to have much of an impact? Well, you say, well, most people I know already have vacation baked into wherever it is they work, right? Okay. Well, as noted, they call of any reasonable size. They don't offer what that is. But very small employers don't always have the same generosity because, well, they don't have as big a margin. And, yeah. you know, you work there, and if you want time off, you get time off, but you don't get paid for it. Well, a lot of these people want to kill small business. Don't ever say that. Exactly. This is exactly what this will do. Again, another one of those laws that on the surface seems like, well, that's a reasonably good idea. Until you burrow down a little bit 
and you realize that mom and pop, who are just barely hanging on anyway, mm-hmm. now they're going to have a guy that works there, and he's going to be allowed to just take off a week, uh, with, and you got to pay him for that week. So, anyway. Paid time. Paid time. Paid Mandatory. Time. One of three states only. Paid time. In the United States. It's okay. all We're getting closer and closer time. to number one. The Scott Robbins Drive Fact, the top you know, three of the day. We gave Two. up our lawn mowing businesses early, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> No. Two. <laughs> number two, Dove Soap is going after Brendan Fraser. This is the weirdest thing. Dove Soap is now attacking Brendan Fraser's Oscar win for truly one of the absolute most ridiculous reasons ever. Now, he deserved the award. Everybody agrees with that. He did. Everybody I haven't seen any of the movies to even know. But so yeah. people say, yeah, he deserved it. Okay. So for Dove, the whale. Dove, yeah. twi- Dove mm-hmm. tweeted out for the, for the whale. And Dove tweeted out, stop giving fat suit awards. We want better representation in Hollywood. Let's change beauty. Now they're saying if you're going to have a fat guy in a movie, a grotesquely obese person, which he played in the movie, yeah. that it must truly be a grotesquely obese person. Yeah. Can't call it acting. No. <laughs> no. No. Right. And man, the next time they make a Superman movie, they better find an actor who can fly. Fly. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, not only are they suggesting that identity should take a front seat, which is a bad deal anyway, that talent and skill have to take a step back into the shadows because, well, you're not really fat. No. I think Dove actually has an opportunity to lead here. If they want to prop up body positivity, they need to change the company name to Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin is a rather portly animal with a lot of blubber, okay? <laughs> Okay, in, soap. in The Whale, Yes, I saw a short clip. How much does he actually weigh in the movie? Is it over 600? I believe it is, yeah. Okay. And it is a fat suit, obviously. I understand. Yeah. Okay. And I understand uh, Dove and some other companies have put, say, obese people in their ads. But until you put someone over 600 in one of your ads, shut up. Yeah. That'd be my response. Well, you're selling soap to somebody who hasn't put soap on every any everything for quite oh a while. Oh boy, here we go. Well, can't. <laughs> man, oh man. Now on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta <laughs> top three of the day. Just, that's a that's true. Okay, I understand. Yeah. One. Just the mean. the the, the <laughs> dove love handled <laughs> rag and stick. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> soap. <laughs> it's like one of those dusters you use to get the ceiling. All right, number one. I feel terrible for people that are in that situation. You watch those reality shows oh, and the I can't. people I can't. eating couch cushions, Scott. I don't understand it. I it, it's terrible. People that are in those situations. Well, isn't it the, my things. is it my six hundred pound life or something like yeah, that? Yeah, one of those shows. It's yeah. freaking sad. Yeah, dude. I, I watched like part of one episode and I bailed out because this dude had to, they had to build a ramp to the back oh. of his truck. Yeah, and like ratchet strapped down her rascal. Yep. So she could go to Walmart. It's yep. just like, dang, man, that is so sad. It is sad, man. Golly. Yeah. Wow. When you're feeling bad about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you've always said. That's <laughs> why least, you watch. At least I don't eat couch cushions. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm so overweight. It's like you, you, you use butter as shaving cream. Yeah. Golly. Okay. <laughs> 
One. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> All right. Number get, one. Get the, me out of here. <laughs> the Canadian Cancer Society wants men to feel comfortable getting cervical cancer screenings. If What? Yeah. I, I know, dude. I know. It's bizarre, but it's true. It can be difficult to make cancer screening a priority, especially when there's not a lot of information out there about cervical cancer risk for trans women. You may also be concerned about things like experiencing transphobia during the screening process. Okay. Okay. So if Prime Minister Blackface is on this, if you don't if you don't have a cervix and the doctor refuses to screen you for cervical cancer, is he transphobic? Is that what I'm to believe? He's not pretending with you that you have a cervix and you don't. (laughs) I don't know. Everybody's gotta play pretend, man. Everybody does. I saw it last week. It was like a montage of different biological dudes acting like they have period cramps. Yes. Yeah. What and is the, going on? The dude on? was laying on the yoga yes. mat. Oh, oh. It's like, what is wrong with you? Okay, when is it going to come out? One of these dudes is just goofing. Okay, well, just trolling and going to record it all for like a year, and then it's like the big reveal. Okay, I've been messing with people right, I forever. Mean, I kept waiting for the crank anchors guy to show yes. up. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, like the the Dylan whatever uh, person that that's out yeah. there is that it Mulvaney. Is, Mulvaney, I think maybe yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, actually, he was on. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, I just blanked on the actresses. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. On Drew Barrymore's show. And she's like down. uh, Drew Barrymore gets down on her knees and like praises Dylan for being so brave and just you embody womanhood. It's a dude who not only says he's a woman, but says he's actually a girl, um, like a a child. Um, And apparently this person, I mean, this person actually interviewed Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm still convinced because this guy was in the Book of Mormon, uh, the guy, right. you know, and uh, the South Park guy's musical. Um, and I, I'm convinced that this is a long con, that this dude is racking up all sorts of endorsement opportunities, becoming the face of this movement only to maybe in a year or so come out and say, <laughs> dude, I've been playing you people. Are you kidding me? That would be one of the greatest of all time. She was down on her hands and knees, though, with her hands outstretched. Was, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that answers the question, then. Because for years, different people say, why can't she get in a relationship that works in the end? Because she's nuts! <laughs> she's, oh, yeah, but, yeah. 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 That's certifiable there. Oh, my. That is beyond embarrassing, man. It is. Holy smokes. Scott Robbins trifecta. And there you have it. Yes. Thank you, as always. A lot of sadness in the trifecta lately, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> it still made me laugh. All right, we got to get to another news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Thank you. You're welcome. Goodbye. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I guess this is a news update. It's yeah. 
from the Oscars? Oh, yeah, J- Jamie Lee Curtis was on the Today Show. I guess she won an Oscar. I don't know. I didn't watch the Oscars. So Robbins um, did. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, but uh, So Jamie Lee Curtis was asked, uh, what did you name your statue, the Oscar? Oh, no. Have we named her? What's her? I'm, I'm, I'm in support of my daughter, Ruby. I'm, I'm having them be a they, them. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm going to just call them them, they, oh. them. And oh. um, they are doing great. Oh. And uh, they're settling in. Okay. I ain't going to stand for it. <laughs> Casey's spot's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know... I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I I think this is just really a way of uh, tricking her mind into thinking that she won more than one Oscar. That's what I was thinking. The same thing. Yeah. What is they? That's that's they. That, that's the whole non-binary scam. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it does sound like she won multiple Oscars. Yeah, but it's just one. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of a question is that well, anyway? What some people are thinking it? she should hand it over to Angela Bassett because she deserved it. She was frowny frownerson, wasn't she? Yeah, that's a whole other controversy. She didn't like it. Oh, it's crazy. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. This will sound made up. It's not. There is a cafe in Florida called We Spy Coffee and More. On Saturday, a dude is in the restroom at the We Spy Coffee and More. He noticed a camera recording him from under the sink. Oh, boy. <laughs> he goes out and confronts the employees. Hey, there's a camera under there. What the? Then he calls the cops. Please come. They arrested a 31-year-old man. His name is Spyriden Vulgaricus. Oh, goes by Spy. Sure he does. Mm-hmm. Well, appropriate. Yes. He was identified as an employee and business partner at the cafe. So he was the bathroom spy at the We Spy Coffee and more. Hmm. Uh, spy admitted that he placed the camera there and recorded the victim and other males using the restroom. He's been doing it for a month, so the cops want to talk to anyone else who thinks they may have been a victim. He was charged with battery and video voyeurism. Hmm. Oh, boy. Hmm. Um. Oh, this story out of the UK. Dude attempted to rob a teenager at knife point at an ATM. Later found out, oh, it was his son. <laughs> Holy smoke! Yeah. Hey, Dad. Hey. And a guy in Georgia was re- arrested recently, smoking weed in a Waffle House parking lot. Guess that's not that abnormal. Who hasn't done that, uh, right? <laughs> But it was right next to a drug-sniffing canine unit. That's a problem. And that's Nimrod's in the news.